You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome back to another episode of the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on the Discord so that you can converse about this episode and join us for our hybrid online in-person Nerd Church, Mondays from 5.30 to 9 o'clock. Come and go at your own convenience within that time. So, the latest season of The Walking Dead has started, and it's the last season, from what I understand. Especially, I've read all the The comics, I've got all the compendiums, which are ginormous. Uh, And I could tell, you know, the way that they were headed into this last season that we were getting to the final ends of it. And when I finished reading the compendiums just a a few months ago, I finally got to the end of it all, I was strangely inspired. (laughs) Um, It's kind of some gray area, in my opinion, with Christianity and The Walking Dead, because there's some really dark stuff that happens in it. Uh, But I personally have found myself motivated by some of the themes and intrigued and has pushed me to think harder, surprisingly, about faith in light of the narratives that they tell. So a a short episode of the podcast today. Um, When I finished reading the final compendium, I actually immediately started working on a book called When the Dead Go Walking. Uh, and I think I'm probably not going to finish it. I only wrote like the preface, the introduction to the whole thing, and then I didn't come back to it. Uh, but essentially, it's one of those. I hate those titles where it's like finding the gospel or the gospel according to blank, gospel according to the Simpsons, the gospel according to video games, you know, things like that. Um, so instead, kind of what I did for the tagline was when the dead go walking scavenging for the gospel in the walking dead and the reason for that was essentially sometimes it's hard to find the gospel like how does it fit into this apocalyptic worldview that can be so um negative and dark and everybody doesn't trust each other and hates each other and things like that so i just thought for a quick episode this week i would just kind of read the introduction that i have give you kind of a look into um, just my general thoughts on topics like zombies, topics like The Walking Dead, and then discernment. As a Christian, when we're watching media like this, is it appropriate? And I think the answer is not for everybody. Um, for me, I, I found that it can be helpful, um, but that's that's not the case for anyone who would read this. And I think there are certain forms of media out there that kind of differ from person to person. So, Allow me to read to you uh, the few short pages I wrote. When it comes to horror tropes, zombies are my favorite. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that as a pastor, but perhaps if I expand a bit more on the genre and then narrow down on my particular interest within it, you'll understand why. There are two extremes in which zombie stories are written. At one end of the the spectrum is a violent, over-the-top form of storytelling in which the undead are trampled and killed in a myriad of ridiculous and unique ways, typically to the delight of a character meant to serve a comedic purpose, like in Zombieland. 
And at the other end of the spectrum is a dramatized form of storytelling in which morality, faith, and the entirety of life is tested and questioned to see what will give rise of society both during and after the apocalypse. I'm, in, I'm especially intrigued by the latter form of this spectrum, for when I read fiction, I read it as a Christian. And when the literature I'm reading is as intense as The Walking Dead, the drastic writing and disturbing panels plunge me right into Robert Kirkman's apocalyptic world alongside his characters. What would I do in their situation? What would I do as Jamin? Uh, what would I do as a Christian? What would I be tempted by? How would I reframe my morality? How could I cope if I lost my loved ones to such a disturbing virus? How would my faith be tested? Would the hardness of life turn me into a villain of my own making? From the very get-go, zombie worlds force you to consider difficult choices. For at some point, someone you know is going to become a zombie, and you'll have to decide what to do about it especially in the world of The Walking Dead, where you soon discover that every human has a virus in them already and will become a zombie after they die, if not earlier, by a zombie bite. What would you do to your loved one? Is there any spirit left to the corpse, or is it just pure science? Is there any memory of themselves inside the zombie, or are they completely gone? Is it more noble to put them down, or to let them live? Uh, what if a cure is eventually discovered? Uh, what if there's some way to bring them back? And, and what will happen to your own soul if you kill them? Can anyone live without being drastically changed after? Uh, will the monsters on the outside create a monster on the inside? Yes, most zombie stories will vary as to where they land on the comedic to dramatic spectrum, because even when such stories aim to be comedic, zombies are always horrific something is bound to go wrong. They are, perhaps, one of the only tropes that can always turn from comedy to drama on a dime. Likewise, even the most dramatic zombie stories can give way to comedy, but it's usually because of the hearts of dramatic characters. Uh, it's usually because their hearts have been so hardened by the world around them that they no longer know how to feel any of the moral questions they once asked about zombies. Their desensitization has created a certain kind of humor that is a certain kind of horror in and of itself. But within the spectrum of these stories, The Walking Dead serves as a masterclass in the genre, for it challenges all of our feelings and beliefs. We are required to think deeply as we absorb the content, uh, something that not all entertainment requires us to have to do. And oddly enough, while it is the use of zombies in Kirkman's universe that really get us thinking, they also serve more as a backdrop than a primary focus. Uh, zombies are not drawn into every last panel to create horror. If anything, they exist to center the camera around the survivors, who are in many ways the real horror. While zombies remain a main character in the narrative, they are perhaps better viewed as a setting. Just as there are trees and grass and dirt outside the house, so there are zombies, which changes the temperature of the surrounding nature. It's for all of these reasons and more that, yes, I like the zombie trope. 
Uh, but despite everything I've said so far, I understand that The Walking Dead is not for everyone. Uh, in fact, I'm sure that there are some who can't believe that I've read the comics and watched the show based either on what they've heard of it or because they saw a bit of it and felt they shouldn't watch it. Let me say, I totally understand that. I actually feel similar about shows with lots of nudity in them, like Game of Thrones. Uh, the difference for me is that I'm not into The Walking Dead for things like violence. In fact, I often look away when an overly violent scene comes on, partially because I, I don't want to see I don't want to see it in all of its gruesome detail, and partially because I am what I often call a Jesus pacifist. <laughs> I'm not here to take pleasure in the violence, and it's not much of a struggle for me to look away during the show or to turn pages quickly if I feel like the comic is crossing the line. Sexual content, on the other hand, is a temptation for me to look at and a struggle to look away when it appears explicitly in TV and comics. While The Walking Dead does not have that much sexual content... Sorry, I said that wrong. While The Walking Dead does have sexual content, it typically isn't overly explicit whereas other forms of entertainment thrive on it. That being said, I understand why Christians would decide not to watch or read The Walking Dead. Uh, for me, the bigger struggle I've had with The Walking Dead is, outside of a few especially jarring moments that feel extra inappropriate, uh, the, the bigger struggle is just how dark the story can get as it tests its characters. I have friends who needed to give up watching the show or reading the comics for that very reason, because they found themselves too intrigued or sucked in by all of that darkness. And to that, I completely understand as well. There have been four show shows that I've had to remove from my life or repent of watching because of how dark they got, especially because they felt like they were glorifying that darkness. Now, there was no redeeming value left, and their morality was quickly being whittled down to nothing, these shows had a deep interest in the darkness and wanted to intrigue and disturb its viewers to to go deeper into that with them. And that made me feel wrong, sinful. I don't care for that. And quite honestly, The Walking Dead walks that line quite a few times. There are moments where you're wondering if it's going to give way to the same thing. And there were several times where I thought about putting it down completely, so I get it. In fact, I typically binge-watch The Walking Dead one season at a time and read The Walking Dead one giant compendium at a time in order to combat my brain from focusing on such thoughts all year round. The story is just too much to keep in front of me at all times, or so it might seem. Likewise, Negan's constant vulgar language, especially in the comics, is so gross that it makes him hard to read at all. There is hardly a line he makes that is worthy of reading, Granted, that adds to his own story, as we'll see later. But I'll often have to just flip through some pages and not pay too much attention to what he's saying. But it's how the Walking Dead comics end that propelled me to write this book. Uh, there are gospel themes sprinkled throughout that always grabbed my attention and felt worth saying something about. But the end really got into some gospel themes that I couldn't help but want to dive into. Actually... Given how dark The Walking Dead can get, it causes all gospel themes to shine even brighter in the midst of the darkness, like tiny beams of light piercing into shadows you wouldn't think it would reach. And it's on those beams of light that we will focus on throughout this book, not because The Walking Dead is the gospel or even intentionally meaning to communicate the gospel, but because in the comics, as in life, 
Occasionally a peak of heaven appears where we least expect it to, be it randomly in the world or in the lives of broken imagers of God. All right, so there you go. There's a quick peek into the book that I thought I might be writing. Who knows? Maybe I'll get around to it. Um, but at the moment, I've kind of set it aside, especially because I'd have to rewatch the show from beginning to end and reread all the compendiums all over again to to make sure that I could catch up with all of it. Uh, but there are some themes in the show that just shine like a beacon. Like, I don't want to give spoilers, so I'm just... I'm going to give one right now. <laughs> if you don't want to hear spoilers about the show, then you could turn it off. But in the show, in this last season that I just caught up on, uh, the one right before this final one, there is uh, the whole background of Negan. And Negan, man, that guy is rotten in both the comics and the movies. But one of the reasons he's such an interesting character in both the comics and the movies is he has his own, like, convicting moment where it's hard to say redemption because, you know, it's not like he's given his life to Christ or something. But this moment where in both sides, like, he hates himself for the evil he's done um, and he wants to uh, try even to make amends with some of the people that he's hurt. And that right there is such a a beautiful picture because of just how horribly rotten this villain is. It's like taking the Hitler of the Walking Dead universe and then asking the question, what if he felt bad for the atrocities he committed and repented in a certain way? Again, it's not we're not talking salvation or anything like that, uh, but still a, a, a human being moving from evil to wishing he could have done life differently. And in the show, they put this whole episode that, I don't think they went into this kind of detail in the comics, if I remember right, but it shows Negan's story um, before his wife died. Uh, he was a gym teacher, he was a normal guy, and then he kind of fell into some immorality, was messing up his marriage, and you're already seeing the villain being created. But then the apocalypse happens and his whole life is dedicated to taking care of his wife and loving her through her cancer. And he's this super nice, super loving, super uh, like awesome character that you're just really hoping all the best for. And then his wife dies and instantly something in him just breaks and he becomes the Negan of the villain that we know. Uh, and then we fast forward to the end of the show where he's surrounded, he's caught, put in jail, spends time around better people than himself, and eventually kind of comes around to this redemptive arc again. We'll see where they go with the final season. The comics in the show have done very uh, different things at times, and somehow I like them both. Usually you say the book's better or the show's better. They're both so different, yet for me, I enjoy both the patterns they go. That's partially because of the the stories they tell. They, they're always, like, asking these new questions. They're putting us in worlds to, to wonder what is morality and what does it look like when the whole world's gone to crap, things like that. So, I don't know. Maybe you've watched it. Maybe you feel convicted to not watch it. I totally understand if that's the case. There have been times when I've been reading through it where I was like, I need to stop. Um... 
but ultimately I did get through the whole thing. So if that was wrong, <laughs> I repent and hope I can use it for good in some way. Perhaps that's why I was writing the book. Uh, but maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. What are your thoughts, comics, books, things like that? Let us know on the Discord. You can find that link at 1208greenwood.com. Click on the button that says 1208-bit, and then you'll find the Discord app right there. Actually, in the information in this episode, you'll find the link to join us on Discord as well. We'll see you there, and continue the conversation. Thank you.